Well, LSU has found its new defensive coordinator. It was announced over the weekend that Blake Baker has been hired as the DC at LSU, previously serving as the defensive coordinator at Missouri. Now, I think this is a slam dunk hire. I'll explain why. But I do have one question. Was that hire at the right price? You are locked on LSU, your daily podcast on the LSU Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into the Locked On LSU podcast. Thank you for making us your first listen every single day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcasts. You can also check us out on YouTube as well. We're there every single day. And of course, we are free. Just search Locked On LSU in the search bar. Hit that subscribe button and you'll get notified as soon as new episodes of Locked On LSU become available. There's a lot of news uh, regarding LSU over the weekend. Of course, it was announced on Saturday that five-star 2025 quarterback and the number one uh, recruit in the 2025 class has committed to LSU. So that was one big nugget. You can find a full breakdown of that, what LSU is getting in their new quarterback, what that means for this program on the uh, previous episode of Locked on LSU, which, of course, you can find on your preferred podcast platform and the Locked on LSU YouTube page. But the other big piece of information was the long-awaited announcement of who would be LSU's next defensive coordinator. And it was announced on Friday evening that they found their guy. That LSU's next defensive coordinator will be previous Missouri defensive coordinator Blake Baker. I think that this is a slam dunk hire for Brian Kelly and this LSU football program for several reasons. I'll break it down. First and foremost, reason number one why I like the hire is that what he is tasked to do at LSU is take over a unit that was struggling mightily. He is now tasked to turn this defense around and honestly to do it pretty quickly. That the expectations are CFP. The expectations are championship. You're not afforded a whole lot of time to turn around a defensive unit that ranked, what, 110th in college football and past defense, and all of a sudden turn it around to a national contending unit. But Blake Baker has a history of taking over struggling defenses and turning them around pretty quickly at Missouri. In 2021, this was before Blake Baker got there. Blake Baker arrived at Missouri in 2022. In 2021, the year before Blake Baker arrived, Missouri's defense was absolutely, positively atrocious. 113th nationally was giving up 435 yards per game, giving up 34 points per game. That is statistically worse than LSU's defense this past year, if you can imagine it. Blake Baker comes in in 2022, his first season at Missouri. He turns that unit that was previously 113th nationally, 56th nationally. A unit that was giving up 34 points per game was only giving up just over 25 points per game. That is in just one season. Fast forward to the 2023 season. This past season, Missouri went from the 56th ranked defense to the 25th ranked defense, only giving up 20 one points per game, the 25th scoring defense 
in all of college football. I think that Missouri's defensive upgrades and improvements are an underrated element of Missouri's uh, season this year. I mean, think about it. Under Eli Drinkwitz, Eli Drinkwitz came into the season on the hot seat because Missouri couldn't seem to win more than seven games in the last few years. We talk about the offense, and rightfully so. We talk about Cody Schrader and Luther Burden and Brady Cook and what that team did offensively this past year. But defensively, Missouri improved by leaps and bounds under Blake Baker. So he has a track record of turning bad defenses around and doing it quickly. The other reason why I love the hire is also because of what he did when he was at LSU. Blake Baker served as a linebackers coach at LSU in the 2021 season. Of course, Bo Pelini was let go of his duties, very rightfully so. After the 2020 season, Blake Baker comes in with a new defensive coaching staff. Now, he was not retained by Brian Kelly when Brian Kelly came in in 2022. And it wasn't anything personal against Blake Baker whatsoever. It's just That's just what happens. A new head coach comes in. For the most part, they tend to clean house. Um, but Blake Baker was the linebackers coach at LSU in 2021. Just looking at that linebacker unit and how much the defense improved in one year and how much individual players and individual linebackers themselves improved in just one year under Blake Baker was really, really impressive. I look at Damone Clark, who in 2020 and in years prior, before Blake Baker got there, Damone Clark really, for the most part, you know, he was available. He played, just wasn't much of an, of an impact maker. You know, you, you, you didn't watch that LSU defense and say, oh, there goes Damone Clark. Only one sack in the 2020 season. 2021, he had five and a half sacks. And under one year, under Blake Baker, massive, massive jump. P.J. Ojolari, of course, who we know, ultimately in 2022, ended up being the leader of the defense. 2020, he had four sacks and 16 tackles. 2021, seven sacks and 54 tackles. Massive, massive leap in that second year. Micah Baskerville, another one who we knew kind of at some point kind of became the cult hero of the LSU defense that he would fly around everywhere in 2020, zero sacks and 55 tackles. 2021, two sacks, 83 tackles, just shy of doubling his 2020 total the following season. Now, an important thing to point out is that in 2020, you played 10 games. 2022, or excuse me, 2021, you played a full 12-game schedule. But still, those differences, that's not just the difference of two games. Those were massive leaps forward. LSU's defense in 2020 truly was so awful. It was horrendous. It was the 99th ranked unit in college football. Now, in 2021, it wasn't really anything to write home about. It wasn't championship level, but it was still the 70th ranked defense in college football. A marked improvement. And another thing to point out is Blake Baker's job was to coach the linebackers, not to coordinate the defense. So you can't put all of the maybe defensive improvements in 2021, or maybe you could even look at it and say defensive shortcomings in 2021. That's not all on Blake Baker, but looking at the improvements just at the linebacker position alone, I think was really impressive. So that's the two reasons why I like the hire. It is he's, his proven track record at Missouri and even what he did 
at LSU. What we were able to see in front of our faces with our very own eyes with the team that we know and love. I love it. The final reason why I love this hire is because he he obviously wanted to be at LSU. The Blake Baker's from Houston. He played college football at Tulane. He started his coaching career at Louisiana Tech as a defensive assistant. His wife is from the North Shore. His wife went to LSU. She played soccer at LSU. This is a family with Louisiana ties, even with LSU ties. Look, he got a good gig going. He had a good gig going at Missouri. It was a team that won 11 games this past year. It's a team that looks, you know, looks like they can have some success here in the near future. That Missouri was willing to compensate Blake Baker very handsomely. And what I have heard is the offer on the table for Blake Baker to be extended at Missouri was between $1.9 million and $2 million. That would have made Blake Baker the fifth highest paid assistant in all of college football. Pretty cushy gig there. But he wanted to be at LSU. And of course, the compensation at LSU does not hurt, which brings me to my next point. I love the hire, but do I love the price? We will get into that coming up next after just a few short words from our sponsors. All right, I want to tell you about FanDuel. The NFL regular season has wrapped up, but there is still time to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's right, $150 in bonus bets, win or lose. So just because the NFL regular season is over, that's okay. You can still get in on the action because we've got a full slate of NFL playoff games coming up here over the next few weeks. So you can get in on the action with live same-game parlays or you can find bets in the new Explore tab on the FanDuel Sports Book app. Or you can make a parlay in the Parlay Hub. The best way to find popular parlays. And parlay is also my favorite way to bet because it's the best way to cash in. But there are so many more ways that you can get in on the action with FanDuel. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and make your first bet a layup. Again, that's FanDuel.com slash locked on and new customers will get 150 bucks in bonus bets guaranteed when all you have to do is just place a $5 bet. Again, FanDuel.com slash locked on FanDuel official partner of the NFL. All right, rolling along here on Locked On LSU. We're part of the Locked On Network, your team every single day. And speaking of Locked On, Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every single league. So go to Locked On Sports today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. So Blake Baker named as the new defense coordinator at LSU. Blake Baker previously served as Missouri's defensive coordinator for the last two seasons. He is responsible for improving Missouri's defense from the 113th ranked unit in 2021 to the 25th ranked unit in 2023. Looking at LSU this past, LSU, excuse me, Missouri this past year, 
had the 10th most sacks in all of college football, 39 sacks on the season, averaging three sacks a game. They were the 47th ranked pass defensive unit in the country. And you might be saying, well, that doesn't really impress me, 47. Well, they gave up 213 passing yards on average uh, throughout the season. To compare that to LSU, well, you were 115th. You were giving up 255 yard passing yards per game on average. And that also takes into account the fact that you played Auburn, one of the worst passing offenses in all of college football. Army, one of the worst passing offenses in college football. So at least that is a, a massive, massive improvement. I love the hire. I think it's a slam dunk hire. It is who I want. If I could handpick, you know, whatever DC that was available, you know, like Phil Parker is not going to be available. If I could handpick, you know, an option for LSU to be their upcoming defensive coordinator, my pick would have been Blake Baker. But I do have to ask, did LSU get him at the right price? Did LSU possibly overpay for Blake Baker? So Blake Baker is earning, and I've seen two separate reports. I've seen reports that say that he's earning $2.2 million a year. I see reports that say he's making $2.5 million a year. But let's just use that as a range. That Blake Baker is earning anywhere from $2.2 to $2.5 million a year on a three-year contract. That also does not account for the the $900,000 that LSU was paying for his buyout at Missouri. Because Blake Baker just recently signed an extension with Missouri only a few weeks ago. So that's buying out his deal with Missouri. So two, I believe it, I believe what these numbers are showing us is it's $2.2 million base salary. And that 2.5 number is accounting for the 900000 across three years and kind of lumping that into his compensation, if I had to guess. But still, that number makes Blake Baker the highest paid assistant coach in college football. Has he earned that? You know, he's going to be making more than Sharon Moore, who is essentially, for half of the season, Michigan's head coach and helped Michigan get to the national championship game. Jesse Minter, if we're talking about Michigan, Jesse, he makes Blake Baker will make more on at LSU than Jesse Minter does at Michigan. He coached the number one defense in America. I mentioned Phil Parker, one of the best defensive coordinators in the game. Blake Baker will make more than him. Blake Baker's going to make more than Mike Denbrock did at LSU. And Mike Denbrock coordinated the number one offense in America. Think of whatever coordinator in college football that you think is is one of the best at what they do. Maybe in the, in the in the front lines of getting a head coaching job here soon. Will Stein at Oregon might be another one that you could point to. Well, a lot of those names that I just mentioned have accomplished a lot more than Blake Baker. Maybe a lot isn't fair, but have accomplished more than Blake Baker. Have done more. Have a maybe a more robust resume than Blake Baker has. Yet, LSU is paying Blake Baker more than any of those coaches. Has he earned it, is my question. That's a lot of money to pay someone that hasn't coached a championship defense, that hasn't gone to a national championship. That's a lot of money for a coach that, you know, he's been around the block for about 10 years or so, but he doesn't have the longest. 
biggest, most impressive resume in college football. And that is no knock on Blake Baker. It is simply just a fact. It's a lot of money to pay someone that doesn't have, that does have a proven track record, but it's not like Blake Baker has this 15, 20 year history of everything he touches turning to gold. In this case, purple and gold. Um, So that's just the question that I have to ask. Is the money right? The reason why I'll be able to sleep at night about it, the reason why I'm not too hot and bothered about it, well, it's still going to be lingering at the top of my mind. It's still going to be a question that I have about this hire. I also look at it and say, if Brian Kelly met with Blake Baker, sees Blake Baker's resume, sees what he has done, and says, that's my guy. That is my guy. That is my coach. That is the defensive coordinator that I need, that this team needs, that this program needs to get us to the next level. That I think under Blake Baker, we can have national championship caliber defenses. If that's what you believe and that's what you feel, you got to do whatever it takes to get him. Like I mentioned, Blake Baker had a pretty cushy gig at Missouri. He had just signed an extension. Missouri was willing to pay him just shy of $2 million. Missouri was winning. You know, Missouri looks like it's it's in a good position to start contending for a college football playoff now that it expands to 12 teams. You were going to have to lure him away somehow. And I do think that Blake Baker wants to be in Louisiana, wants to be at LSU, that this is a program that he wanted to be part of. But you still need to get compensated for that. I love LSU. I love Baton Rouge. I love Louisiana. But I'm not going to take a pay cut in order to do my same job there when I can do my same job here where I am. So if you had to lure him away, which it sounded like you did, you needed to kind of dangle the carrot to get Blake Baker away from LSU and at your program, it was going to cost you. And you have to do what you have to do in order to get your guy. And if LSU was willing to throw that kind of money at Blake Baker, then I have to believe that Brian Kelly did feel as strongly as I believe you should if you're going to pay an assistant that much money. And he looked at it and said, that is my guy. And I think Brian Kelly understands that when he goes out on a limb like that, and when he pushes to ask for as much money as they uh, that they're paying Blake Baker, you understand that uh, that also puts him in the hairs of a crossfire. He also understands that he is putting his you know his neck out for a coach that he believes in. So if Brian Kelly feels that way, and I can see his resume, I trust it. The other reservation that I do have is something that I mentioned on a podcast uh, um, last week when I was addressing some defensive coordinator names, and Blake Baker was coming up. Another reservation that I have is his time at Miami. So Blake Baker has been at Missouri for the last two years. Of course, before that, we know that he was at LSU in 2021. Before he was at LSU, Blake Baker was a defensive coordinator at Miami from 2019 to 2021. In 2019, Miami had the 23rd ranked defense, statistically significantly better, uh, not significantly, but statistically better than LSU's national championship team in 2019. The next year, Blake Baker's second year as the DC at Miami, 
it plummeted to the 51st ranked defense. They gave up almost 800 yards to North Carolina alone, almost 600 rushing yards to North Carolina in that game that year in 2020. He, you know, he retained his job after that year, but his play calling duties were taken away from him after that 2020 season, which is ultimately when he left for LSU to be the linebackers coach. So that concerns me. That's a steep drop off from year one to year two. Here's another reason why uh, I can sleep at night with that. Why maybe I can justify that. I'm not going to make excuses, but these are, you know, fair things that I've wondered. How much was Blake Baker to blame and how much was Manny Diaz to blame for that? Manny Diaz, we know, is a defensive head coach. Manny Diaz was the head coach at Miami at that time. How much was Manny Diaz maybe stepping on Blake Baker's toes? How much say did Blake Baker really have in the defense and how much was it was Manny Diaz gets final say and Manny Diaz made a whole lot of decisions, whether it was X's and O's decisions, personnel decisions, whatever it might be. How many decisions did Manny Diaz make that Blake Baker wouldn't have agreed with? Maybe that didn't turn out very well. It's one question I have. Um, and the other question I have is how much has he grown since then? It was 2019 and 2020. It was, it was now three full seasons ago. He now, his more recent body of work is more impressive than that. How much has he grown? How much has he learned? How much has he realized, man, I really probably wasn't doing the best job that I could have done then. And I would take a guy who has been able to learn from his mistakes over a guy who hasn't made any mistakes at all, to be completely frank with you. So if you have the same concerns that I do, I think they are completely fair and completely justified. I don't know if Blake Baker is going to work out at LSU. Heck, for all I know, LSU could be just as bad defensively as they were this year, although I find that very hard to believe, but never say never. But also, Blake Baker could get LSU to a top 10 defense in college football in the next two years. We don't know. I have my fair concerns, but overall, I think that this was a really, really good hire. In fact, I think this was the perfect hire for what LSU needed in a defensive coordinator moving forward. Coming up next, I want to wrap up some of my thoughts on Blake Baker and the hire from LSU. And it's less about my thoughts, but more about the thoughts from some Missouri fans about this hire. And I know I'll be preaching to the choir, but I do want to address some of the the commentary that's been floating around. and, uh, And we'll get into that coming up next after just a few words from our sponsors. I want to tell you about Jace Medical. So I know that we come to sports, and you probably come to this podcast, to escape from some of the crazy realities of real life. But can we just talk for a minute about preparing for real life? So according to the FDA, pharmacies are running out of antibiotics like amoxicillin right in the middle of the worst flu season in over a decade. I just dealt with the flu. I have a lot of friends and family members that are now dealing with the flu. I mean, it is scary. I can't imagine a more helpless feeling than if one of my family members or, and I don't have kids, but I can only imagine how scary it is if you have kids and how scary it is when your kids get sick while a supply chain issue kept them from a life-saving medication that they might need. But thankfully, we'll be okay because of Jace Medical. 
The Jace case is a pack of five different antibiotics to treat a long list of bacterial illnesses, including UTIs, respiratory infections, sinusitis, skin infections, among many others. I mean, this stuff could happen to any of us and at any time. So visit jacemedical.com and complete your physician encounter. It'll be reviewed by a board-certified physician, and your medications will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. It's never been more important to be prepared than today. So go to jacemedical.com, use offer code locked on L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N to get $20 off of your order. All right, rolling along here, locked on LSU. Final thought here about the Blake Baker hire. Um, A lot of commentary from Missouri fans, from non-Missouri fans, confused why Blake Baker would make this move. I've heard from a lot of people accusing Blake Baker of making a lateral move, which I think is actually like funny. And I think it's hilarious. And I think that anybody that tries to make that claim is either one, a Missouri fan. Um, I I think that's fair. Um, Maybe somebody who overvalues the results of of a single season. A better record in a single season does not indicate a better program. If that was the case, then Kentucky would be a better program than Florida. And I don't think that that's the case. Was Kentucky, did Kentucky have a better record than Florida this past year? Yeah, they did. Is Florida having a couple of down years? Yep, they have been having that. Florida is still a much better program and Kentucky is. So I don't, I, I, I understand Missouri finished with 11 wins and, and, and Missouri had a fantastic season that Missouri's only losses on their schedule were to Georgia and oh, to LSU. Missouri won 11 games this year. And now Missouri fans are, are talking about national title hopes. Missouri fans are going to look back on this season, maybe similarly to how we look back on the 2019 season of, man, that year was great. Man, that year was magical. And if you're a Missouri fan and you feel that way, you should. Because when you go from six and six to seven and five, and now all of a sudden you're going 11 and two with a win over Ohio State in the Cotton Bowl, you should be incredibly proud of that. But LSU won 10 games and they fired their entire defensive coaching staff. And we as LSU fans step away from this season saying, Oh, it's pretty good. We want a Heisman. Won 10 games, but we want more. That's the difference between these two programs and these two expectations. That LSU has a very, very long and rich and successful history of winning. They win national championships. The expectation is to get to the SEC championship. Missouri won a Big East title in 1960, excuse me, a Big Eight title in 1969. They haven't won a damn thing since. They went to -to back-to-back SEC championship games in 2013 and 2014. That's been it. Different expectations. Different programs. Different levels of success. I also don't understand why, from people who are making this claim that this is a lateral move, a a lot of people who are saying that are saying, well, there's a lot more uncertainty at LSU, that we don't really know if things are going to work out with Brian Kelly, but we know that things are going to work out with Eli Drinkwitz here. Why? <laughs> I mean, Brian Kelly has two 10-win seasons. 
Eli Drinkwitz has reached double-digit wins for the first time in his career at Missouri since he's got to Missouri in 2020. Missouri hasn't just been, you know, average. Missouri's been bad every year except this past year. So why so much certainty that Eli Drinkwitz is going to ultimately be the more successful coach than Brian Kelly when Brian Kelly has accomplished more in a shorter period of time? Now, you could say, well, Brian Kelly hasn't gotten to a New Year's Six Bowl, and that is true, and Eli Drinkwitz has. Eli Drinkwitz has not gotten to a conference championship game. Brian Kelly has. Brian Kelly has done it with a more difficult schedule. So I don't know where this uncertainty with Brian Kelly is coming from. Is Brian Kelly going to win a national title at LSU? I don't know. I, I truly believe deep inside of my core that he will. I don't know that he will. But I don't know where this idea of Brian Kelly, you know, being this some sort of mystery at LSU came from. If you're talking about Billy Napier at Florida, I keep picking on Florida. I'm sorry. But if we're talking about Billy Napier at Florida, then, yeah, I think that's fair uncertainty of his future, uncertainty of things will work out there, totally fair and totally justified. Brian Kelly's at a pretty successful two first years. I got my gripes. I got my complaints. Overall, I don't know how you can make the argument that Eli Drinkwitz is poised for more success than Brian Kelly is. But we can, you know, we can talk about the individual seasons all we want. But I think overall, the biggest thing for me indicates that it's not a lateral move, that in fact it is an upgrade and a pretty big upgrade is LSU gets some of the best players in the country. That LSU consistently, year in and year out, gets one of the best defensive recruits in the country. Players like Harold Perkins and Mason Smith, they're not going to Missouri. One of the highest rated defensive recruits that Missouri has landed over the last three years transferred to LSU. His name is Makai Wingo. Now, players like Dominic McKinley, the number one defensive recruit in the 2024 class, he's coming to LSU. He's not going to Missouri. That LSU has a lockdown of the state of Louisiana. That players in the state of Louisiana that, oh, yeah, by the way, they happen to be fours and five stars. They want to come to LSU. Missouri is still working on that. I do think that Eli Drinkwitz is going to get there of locking down the state of Missouri. But let's just look at it through a vacuum. If Eli Drinkwitz gets the best players in the state of Louisiana, and excuse me, in Missouri, best players in the state of Missouri, and Brian Kelly gets the best players in the state of Louisiana, Brian Kelly has a better roster because better players come out of the state of Louisiana. So, and this is not me just, you know, ripping on Missouri. I'm from Missouri, okay? I was born and raised and spent 18 years of my life an hour and a half east of Columbia, Missouri, where the University of Missouri is. Okay, I understand this program. I understand the fan base. If anybody wants success for that te- that team, it's me. It's you know, it's hour from where I grew up. So this is not me ripping on Missouri, nor is this me ripping on anyone that any Missouri fan that might be upset that their defensive coordinator is leaving. I get it. We all felt that way when Mike Denbrock left LSU. But that's what happens when you have success. Your coaches leave. They get poached elsewhere. And this idea that it's a lateral move, can we please? This was the best season that Missouri's had probably in, what, 10 years? And LSU still beat them head-to-head. And contrary to what the uh, the CFP discussion may have been over the last few weeks, head-to-head matters. Missouri fans, if you're upset, I get it. But LSU fans, if you're hearing all of the complaining and boo-hooing from Missouri fans on Twitter, just know that that means 
probably a pretty good coach, and they're just upset about losing him. So enough of the it was a lateral move thing. LSU was a better program than Missouri is. Missouri, if you can catch up, win a couple of natties here in the next few years, then I'll be willing to uh, to reevaluate that opinion. That's going to do it for me today. Thank you for making Locked in LSU your first listen every single day. Coming up here on the next few episodes of Locked in LSU, we'll chat with Brian Smith. We'll get a full breakdown of Bryce Underwood and this five-star studded 2025 class that's coming in here in just a couple of seasons. We'll also do a breakdown on where the roster is at. I know I've been promising that, but keep getting new news. The new cycle gets in the way. So we'll do a full roster temperature check coming up here on the next edition of Locked on LSU.